Namaste, everybody. Welcome to Life Awakening. Let's talk about it. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Coach Callie Tammy, out here in beautiful San Diego, California. And it is Friday, June 28th. And I am super excited to be here with you guys today. This is day number two of my seven day podcast blast leading up to my official launch day of my book, Dear Victim. It's time for us to break up now on Amazon on July 4th, Independence Day. It was important for me to do this seven-day podcast blast and sharing with you guys my journey about my book. You know what I mean? Like yesterday, I talked about why I wrote the book and why I felt like it was important to share my story with the world and, and let them see the most deepest parts of my soul, be totally transparent with, you know, some of the stupid decisions that I made through my adult life that took me down roads that, you know, I probably would have neither, but well, I'm going to tell you, it's not even a probably. I would have rather not gone down those roads had I known where they were going to lead me. But all in all, those roads and those lessons that I learned going down those roads made me the person that I am today. And for that, I am so very thankful. So you know, you, you have to understand that everything that we go through has a reason and it has a purpose. There is purpose in the pain. And I know people don't like to hear that. And I know they want to say, oh, I don't ever want to feel any pain. Oh, I don't want to feel this pain. I just want to live life and I want to be happy. Well, you know what? We don't grow unless there's some pain. Do we, you know what I mean? Like a lot of times we, we have to learn. And if we're just coasted along, we're not going to grow. You know, and, and so one of the readers who read my book and left a, a review, five-star review, I might add, on Amazon, I, I'm going to read her review and read the quote that she said. She said, favorite quote from the book, and there were many faves, without comparison in life, there is rarely conscious inspiration to want to make a change. I'll just say I received this book on Monday at lunch. And I could not put it down and finished it by Tuesday night. The book is about a life that had so many reasons just to give up. She kept pressing on no matter what. She really bears her heart and soul in every aspect, just being transparent. I felt like we were sitting in a living room, drinking coffee, crying, laughing, and celebrating the turnaround in her life events together. Excited to read her next book. Thank you, Laura. I so appreciate you for that review and and for that quote I you know there's so many words in my book and it took me so long to write it I, I it's I love hearing the quotes that you guys pull out the things that resonate with you and and I'm looking forward to reading even more quotes that people pull out and say you know this is this is what struck me this is this is what inspired me and so I'm going to read that quote again it says without comparison in life there is rarely conscious inspiration to want to make a change so let's change the word comparison without the hiccups in life, without the pains in life, without the struggles in life, there is rarely conscious inspiration to want to make a change. So that's why I said, you know, even the roads that I went down that I did not love being down those, I didn't love the experiences that I went through. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about the people that were in my life and the things that I needed to change in order to make me a better me, in order to get me to where I am right now in this moment and the things that I'm doing to make me a better me in days going forward. Today, I wanted to share with you the very first chapter of my book. I think it gives you a great insight to my life. You know what I mean? What the, what's coming in the, in the following chapters. 
So chapter one is called Traveling Down Memory Lane. And like I said, I'm, I'm just going to dive in and start reading it. Let's take a minute and listen to our sponsors for today. And I will be right back with Traveling Down Memory Lane. Hey, everybody. This is Coach Kelly Tamey. I hope you are really enjoying the Life Awakening podcast. And I wondered, did you know that you can actually get paid to listen to my podcast? I know it sounds really crazy, but it's true. I just found this awesome new app. It's called PodCoin, and you actually get paid to listen to my podcast or any other podcast that you want to listen to. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin into gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you choose, you can donate it to a PodCoin charity of your choice. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Go right now and download the app on your iPhone or Android, and I have a special code for you. Simply use the code LIFEAWAKENING, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough podcasts on here, you'll get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code LIFEAWAKENING. I swear it'll change the way that you listen to podcasts. Chapter one, traveling down memory lane. It's a beautiful sunny day here in San Diego with just the right amount of wind. The fresh smell of salt water crashing with the waves is making its way into all of my senses. When, what an amazing, relaxing, and breathtakingly beautiful day. Pretty amazing to me that I now live less than 30 minutes from the beach and can go anytime I want to. I've always loved the beach and it has called me for many years and been my favorite vacation spot my entire life. After I moved here in January of 2018, I had to tell myself almost daily, Tammy, you live here. You're not on vacation. You have to go to work now. I'm sitting here on a blanket, toes buried in the sand and a cup of peach tea from Starbucks in my hand while watching a little brother and sister play in the waves as they kick water on each other. Their mom looks on from her perch spot on the sand not far from where I'm sitting. As each new wave crashes on the shore, she smiles as they again run back to tell her how cold the water is and show what new treasures they have found. I silently smile at the warmth and love I see in their mother's eyes as she watches her children have so much fun playing in the ocean on this beautiful day. It takes me back to my mom watching us in the same way while we were on vacation. My mom was so fair-skinned and she would just burn like a lobster anytime she was in the sun, even for short periods of time, just like her mom used to do. Nonetheless, she still loved the sun and the water. Whether it was a beach, lake, or the pool, if we could get to the water, we were there. When we lived in Chicago, we would take the camper to a lake in Indiana and spend the weekends. Once we moved down to Alabama, we would occasionally get to Panama City Beach, Florida to visit Aunt Sally, who lived there. The sun shining on my face and the wind blowing through my hair as I stared off into the crashing waves, my mind was now being flooded with even more memories of the good times with my mom. Like... How when I started playing sports, she never missed a game, man. Even though she hated basketball and knew absolutely nothing about it, she never missed any of my games. All she knew was I was playing and she wasn't going to miss it. She was right there when I hurt my knee sliding into second base during a softball game. Despite being very pregnant and I'm sure quite uncomfortable, when I got hurt, she wallowed her big pregnant self right out onto the field to make sure I was okay. They tried to tell her she couldn't come out there, but she pushed her way past the ump and said, that's my baby out there and you're not stopping me from getting to her. She was something else, man. She didn't let anyone tell her she couldn't be there to see me at any event I was participating in. I ended up having surgery for that injury and was released after rehab with a stamp of full recovery and permission to go back playing all of my favorite sports. 
four days later on my 15th birthday, we had a backyard football game going at the neighbor's house. The second play of the game, I got tackled and I couldn't walk. Turns out I ripped everything out of my knee, all the ligaments, cartilage, etc. There was nothing left, so I had to have major reconstructive surgery on my knee just a few short weeks later. After two hours of surgery, the doctor came out and told my mom, I've tried doing this arthroscopically to minimize the scars on your daughter's leg, but the damage is just too extensive. My mom, being the loving protector of her daughter that she was, said, why are you out here talking to me? She told you she didn't care about scars. Just fix it where she can walk again and she'll do the work from there. Now get back in there and get my daughter out of that surgery room as soon as possible. She told me all about it later. She was almost 40 years old and not a happy pregnant woman either. But still, she stayed there and made sure I was okay. With a total of five and a half hours of surgery and two plus hours in the recovery room, by the time I, it was all done and I was back in my room. Do you know she slept on a cot in my room every single night of my week-long recovery so that I wouldn't be up there alone? I think about that a lot. Mom, eight months pregnant, sleeping on a cot for seven days just for me. She never complained about how she felt, her comfort or lack thereof, but instead she totally focused on me getting well. During that week, she also got the nurse thrown out of my room, off the case and off the floor after she didn't follow the doctor's orders by giving me a weaker pain medication. She claimed it was because she didn't want me to be addicted to the morphine they were giving me for pain. I'm not sure if the nurse was still working there afterwards, but she definitely was not on my floor or in my room. My mom was a force to be reckoned with when it came to her only baby girl. Even into my adulthood, my mom still put aside her needs to take care of me. I got the flu really bad while I was while my pregnant daughter was living with me and I was so sick. I couldn't even get out of bed. Mom took off for an entire week to take care of me and the kids because I couldn't do it. I fell asleep in her nap every night with her wiping my head with a damp cloth. As a mother, looking back at all of these moments now, I know those were the times where we, where I leaned into my mom and thought, I love you, mom. Thank you for always being there. She never missed a call on my birthday, always at 6 a.m. like clockwork. She would be the first one to tell me happy birthday and she loved me. We had some pretty awesome best friend moments at different times in my life, but one thing was for sure, she always gave the best hugs, hands down. Mom would do almost anything for me, but wow, I remember her being so f afraid of everything. She was really afraid to fly. Do you know she never got on a plane while she was living on this earth? When we lived in Chicago and went to Canada to visit my stepdad's parents, we drove because she wouldn't get on a plane. When my grandfather got sick after we moved to Alabama, we drove back because she wouldn't get on a plane. She was terrified it would crash. It didn't matter that the statistics show more people die from car accidents than in plane crashes. She was not getting on that damn plane, man. She was so superstitious as well. No black cats or even umbrellas were allowed in the house when we were growing up. She would say, don't walk under ladders. And if you could stay home on Friday the 13th, well, then that's what you did. It's so crazy to me looking back on all of it now, being all grown up myself. I can say that I, that was one thing that we didn't have in common her fear of life in general. I'm always looking for every piece of excitement that I could grab a hold of from flying to skydiving and everything in between. I fly every time I get the opportunity. Mom had a heart attack in her sleep in December of 2013. I had seen her just seven short days prior where I was fussing at her about not taking care of herself. I had so much I wanted to tell her. There was so much left unsaid. My heart was breaking and there was nothing that I could do to stop it. When I saw her at the hospital, she was laying there on life support in ICU. 
with tubes everywhere and the endless beeping of machines. Right before we took her off life support, I whispered in her ear, Mom, I promise one day when I start traveling the world, I'm going to scatter your ashes in some faraway place so you'll finally experience being on a plane. That was my final promise to her before she took her last breath that day, December 4th, 2013. That someday came in 2017 and went on a leadership retreat with my life coaching company. When I decided to go on the trip, I had not intended to take my mom's ashes to scatter them. To be quite honest, I had forgotten that I had even made the promise. It wasn't until a couple of weeks later when she came to me in a vision and said, keep your promise. That's when I remembered what I told her on that day, which seemed so long ago. It was then that the tears started trickling down my cheeks. I took in a deep breath and I let it out slowly and said, It's time, Mom. I'm going to set you free from the box you've been living in your whole life. I will share more about this later on in the chapter. The Life Lessons Learned from Mom I know we all have things we learn from our parents as we're growing up. Some things seem pretty simple, like how to do laundry, clean the house, cook, taking care of pets. Some things are pretty profound, even if we didn't think so at the time, like how to read a road map. At first, I thought it was stupid to learn to read a map, but because she made me do it, when I learned how to drive, I was never afraid to travel because I knew I could always find my way back home. Once I learned, I was always the navigator when we went somewhere. Even when I grew up and moved out before electronic GPS, I had the maps and I navigated us wherever we needed to go. With all the electronic devices to guide us wherever we want to go nowadays, reading a map is a lost art that I still appreciate and count on as a skill in my toolbox of life. I learned a lot from mom. There was little, if any, positive energy in our house growing up. The majority of the things I learned were from taking negative situations and making a mental note to change that in my life when I got out on my own. Life is a great teacher. When you see or feel something that you don't like, you instantly know you want something better. Even if you're not sure what that something is in that moment. If mom taught us anything, she taught us to be strong. She taught us to depend on nobody but ourselves, especially me. I remember her saying so many times, never depend on a man. Make sure you can do everything yourself. And if he can add to that, then great. But don't you ever wait on no man to do anything for you. For the most part, it was just mom and us outside of a couple of stepdads who left almost as quick as quickly as they came into our lives, it was mom trying to raise four kids on her own. I was the oldest of four and the only girl. Looking back at my childhood, I had to grow up fast to help mom take care of all of us. But because of that and the lessons I learned growing up, I am who I am today. For that, I am so very thankful. I learned a lot about bad relationships after having a front row view of all of hers and I understood why she felt the way she did about not needing anyone. Looking at that statement now, I realize it's super negative and bitter toward all men, and I realize how much hurt there was in her life to get her there. Looking at it from my perspective now, I think what she was trying to teach me was to be able to take care of myself. She wanted me to know that I could be happy on my own and find a mate who would add to my happiness. She was trying to teach me if a person depends on someone else to make them happy, then they will always be disappointed. That's no way to live your life, man. From mom, I also learned that I didn't like cigarettes because she was a smoker just like her parents were. I learned that I wanted a better life for my kids even though I had no idea how to make that happen. I learned that no matter how hard life got, children were to be protected even with your last breath if that's what it takes. What are some of the life lessons you learned from your parents? Things that were positive you wanted to continue to keep in your life or the things that were negative that you learned You want to change as you continue to grow in your life journey. 
our parents did the best they could with what they had at that time in their life, whether it was financial, mental, emotional, or spiritual. When we are living with them, we can't always see from outside our own perspective, especially as children. But now that we are older and have had some of our own life experiences, maybe even with our own children, we can look back and say, wow, I really did learn a lot from you, mom. Thank you. Take a moment and write down some of those things. It will help you to appreciate your parents a little more. That is the end of my chapter one. Super short, I know, <laughs> but it's, um, or maybe I just read fast, who knows? I wanted to give you guys a little taste of what the beginning of my book looks like. You know, I, you guys have heard so much of my story through my podcast and you've heard uh, a lot of the downtimes about my mom. And I don't want anybody to think that I hate my mom or that I don't miss her because I do. I love her very much. And we were able to cultivate a really awesome relator, uh, an awesome relationship later on in life. That's because I grew. That's because I learned the art of forgiveness. That's because I wanted my life to be better. And I learned to step outside myself and look at the situation from a different perspective. I think that is something that needs to be taught or and, and can be learned by anybody. Is it easy? No, because we're so caught up in self and we're so caught up in we want what we want. And that's not necessarily wrong, but at the same time, like when people come into your life and things happen, good, bad, or indifferent, you have to realize that they have their own stuff going on. Everything that they're doing is coming through their filter of their life. A lot of times the things that they say to you or the things that they do to you have absolutely nothing to do with you. And it took me a long time and a lot of years to figure that out about my mom. You know, I, I think I've shared, you know, several times that, you know, my mom was also abused. You know, hurt people hurt people. And when they do things to you, generally, those things were done to them as a child. My mom sexually abused me. My mom was an alcoholic and a, and a drug addict. My mom was physically abused by her, by my biological father. My mom physically abused all of us. My mom verbally and emotionally abused all of us. My mom did what was done to her. And I'm quite sure, I don't even know who my biological father is. I'm quite sure that the way that he treated my mom was what he saw in his home. Either his dad did it to his mom or it was done to him in some kind of way. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it good. It doesn't make the sting any, any less in the moment. But what it does do is it gives you a perspective to be able to forgive that person and allow them their own space to heal. And it allows you your space to heal as well. I hope that you guys enjoyed this quick little session. Like, you know, as I said, when I started the seven day podcast blast, these are going to be short little podcasts. You can get them in in 30 minutes ish so that you can get on with the rest of your day. I just wanted to give you a taste of my book and what's going on with it and hope that you enjoyed it and give you a little insight to how this chapter came about and why it was so important for me to put it at the very beginning. Um, I hope you guys have an amazing Friday and I will see you tomorrow. Bye bye now.